Hello, I'm your host Oscar Vanhuis at Happier. And in today's episode, I sat down with Ilya Belkin, our instructor of the Experience Design course. We discussed the most frequently asked questions that students ask us about experience design. Ilya talks about the format of the full-time four months course, the real world project, what a demo day is, what makes this course different from other courses, and we delve into many other questions. So stay tuned, take a comfy seat, and let's go. Welcome, Ilya Belkin. Thanks for coming over. And how are you today? Hi, Oscar. Happy to be here. Let's begin with telling me a little bit more about your background and who Ilya is. I started in technology when I was just in high school. I started building websites. And at the time, at late 90s, Flash was very popular. So I built a bunch of websites with Flash. At the time, it was Flash 2 and then Flash 3, Macromedia, before they got eaten by the Adobe. Kind of similar story to what is happening with uh, Figma nowadays. Back then, Macromedia was the number one independent, cool company doing interesting tools for designers. Fireworks, Dreamweaver, Flash. And then all of that became acquired by Adobe. And what can you say about your emphasis on experience design and not use experience or UX design. You appear to make a very distinctive separation between the two terms. Why do you make this distinction? Well, user experience design was established by Norman, I think, like 30 years ago, right? And started actually with industrial design when the idea of user experience design was to include everything, how you experience the object. So it could be like a coffee machine or washing machine or a cooler and the idea was to make it clear how to use a device with or without the manual but build the whole experience from opening it up to or looking at it to engaging with it and from that you can trace the story of user experience design but even back then what started happening all of these devices start getting some screens so digital already then was a theme inside the book and designer everyday things. And over time, I think user experience design more associated with technology, digital technologies than anything else today. But of course it was developed and continuously developed as a holistic approach to design in general. And some people, including myself, very early on had a problem with talking about user and we were talking about maybe human and then eventually just dropping the whole thing and saying, okay, experience design someone who is experiencing it. It's easy this way. Now let's delve into the most popular questions that people have asked about the full-time experience design course at Happier Skills. What is the background of students who have studied experience design? So I think there's a difference between part-time and full-time. Part-time course is a bit more accessible to pretty much everyone. I had a person who was a senior engineer transitioning to a leadership position and wanted to learn experience design. I had example of fashion designer moving into UX. I had a person who was retiring and taking a course for retirement, something he wanted to do for a very long time and finally found time. But this full-time program, I think it's for people who really understood that they want to transition in UX and want to do it as efficiently and fast as possible and uh, get a job. This is the most important thing for this course, it's very determined and driven by this idea to help someone 
who is already have some level of experience doing whatever, maybe graphical design, maybe marketing, whatever is the field, or um, just determine like in, in, in the motivation to transition, right? After some time considering other occupations, realizing UX is interesting, UX is fulfilling, there's real problems to solve with user experience design, taking up the experience course and aiming to get a job as product designer, UX UI designer, or maybe even service designer or researcher in digital. What I understand from listening to you, Ilya, is that the full-time course is really developed around getting students up to speed, especially those who want to pivot and help them finding a job within the experience design industry. You mentioned that students have very different backgrounds from fashion to engineering. Are there specific skills that those students have that make experience design more suitable for them? Surprisingly, I think it's um, marketing and business development. I guess because they usually have good people, soft skills, and user experience design requires that for sure. Yes, it is also about technology, it's about building beautiful interactions, but the first way you start design is by understanding your customer, and for that you need to talk to real people, connect with them, um, have this curiosity and courage to explore and figure out the real innate need from that. In my book, from that design starts. So people with a marketing or BD background quite often have this, and it's easier for them to build up technical skills and build up craft of design. What I hear is that anyone who has a curiosity and genuine interest in human behavior, including those in marketing, business development, psychology, sociology, and even anthropology. So is it fair to say that this experience design course is relevant for anyone who has an interest in social science and human behavior? Exactly. So someone who have deep curiosity about other people more likely to have easier time getting in user experience design versus just graphical design, for sure. You've developed and carefully designed this full-time course based on your own industry experience and your knowledge of working directly with students. What do you believe makes this full-time experience design course so unique? I think one of the things which makes this course unique is it's a crazy blend of very different strains of design, right? So typically, someone will go and learn from one source and they will become like service designer, right? Or someone go and focus on what Norman created and the whole movement of user experience design and focus on that. In my case, I'm taking from all of that. I'm generally very curious about service design, design thinking by idea and others. And I blend all of this together and I keep asking this question to myself and helping students to see that, that for me it's all just design with specific domain you're applying it for, which happened to be technology, digital technology. But I think what is unique is it's a blend of different schools of thought and practice. And why do you believe that this blend of different strengths and industry domains and subjects is beneficial for students? Well, because you speak different languages. You don't get only one you know, skewed point of view. 
at the end of this course, you will be clear about what is product design and why it exists, what is user experience design, why it exists, what is service design and why it exists. And you could play all of these roles for organization. Organizations quite often confuse themselves about why they hiring designer. So for you as a designer, it's very useful to be very clear about this landscape of different strains of design and how all of them united together in one practice and what is different about them. When I talk with prospective students about experience design or UX design, they often appear to refer to websites and mobile phone apps, but you seem to take a much broader view of how experience design can be applied. User experience design or experience design is about the holistic experience of whatever your company does, right? So it could be packaging, it could be the product you get out. So typically, experience designer will not necessarily work on exact product because this will require domain, right? The product, for example, it's a toy, right? You're not working on the toy or a light bulb, but you're working on experience and connection between taking this out of the box, maybe connecting to the app or something to control that, or even better without any app, maybe to touch and gestures, interacting with that and get into the magical moment of delight with the product. I literally worked on light, smart lighting solution with my skills. And I also worked on logistic applications, so more like internal tools, right? It is the same set of skills, it's completely different domain. Naturally, you, you will specialize. Naturally, your experience will kind of shape you in a specific de design application, right? So inevitably, we'll be like maybe focusing more on the web at first, as I did. Then maybe at some point, going into mobile or maybe some hardware and software integrations and kind of broadening your palette. What can you say about the format of the course? Because it is two months full-time learning plus two months working on your real-world project. Why did you choose this specific course format? So eight weeks plus eight weeks when you're continuously working on the project after the program with office hours once a week. So first eight weeks are intensive full-time engagement with the idea that you will build a real project, very hands-on. And then after that, you can spend another eight weeks with my support building another one or two projects to make sure you build up your portfolio. And can you describe to me, Ilya, what a full-time day looks like for a student? So full-time looks like this. You have a place where you go as if you go to the, to the work office, right? We start at 9 a.m. In the morning, it will be interactive lecture. And uh, there's going to be some back and forth for the duration around two hours. This is will set up you for the day. It's typically new material. It's something you're learning during this day. And the way it designs that each module kind of focus in on specific aspect of what you are already working on. Very early, first two classes, you're going to dive in and start developing your idea or pick up new idea, research it. And during the class, starting the second week already, you apply everything you're learning to your project. So ideal situation, you learn something in the morning, you start working on it during the day, 
and then you see me again at four and we go together so four to six is more interactive when we when we look at your project answering questions kind of diving in what may be come to your mind during the few hours in the middle of the day when you apply something new what you learned today let me try to summarize that so students learn new information theories and models in the morning through a series of individual and collaborative exercises after this they will have several hours to apply this new knowledge or knowledge that they may already know from the previous day into the real world and at the end of the day you and the students together will review this correct correct you will sometimes you will spend it in this class but especially at the beginning i will need you to go out and talk with the customer and bring back research and make sure that you during this day made a few interviews scheduled them and at the end of the day we have this time to look at what you learned today from us not necessarily only for me from your customer and apply it to your project and iterate is it fair to say that this is a very hands-on practical course that helps students to apply new experience design theories and methods into real life situations yep one of the key idea in design which is in many cases i see students who start in studying design get real insight into that is this idea of iteration iteration is different from repetition because iteration is when you take what you learn from previous cycle as input into the new one so you can see the every day of this course as iteration i want you to come in the morning kind of reset say okay i slept on it what i learned from yesterday i will apply it today have this morning session uh, learn something from a lecture and interactions we're going to have in the class in the morning pick up your project apply this and kind of keep improving every day then take a good rest on a weekend and come back and in 8 weeks you will become a good designer that's my goal the 2 hours in the morning and 2 hours in the afternoon are these lecture style formats or what do i need to imagine with the presentations of methods theories and models not at all no i don't really believe in 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 a situation when there's a lecturer giving one directional like you no know, flow of information design is a practice and is this what make you a good professional in design if you're able to do it so as soon as possible i bring you into engaged conversation making sure you understand the material and you're applying it in the class so it's not a typical like college or university setting when uh, there's a lot of kind of one directional flow what we're doing in a class and that we're making sure everyone is engaged in this material and practicing design inside the class we spoke about the format of the first full time 8 weeks or 2 months what about the remaining 8 weeks when students work on the second real business project what can you tell me about this real world project so we we engage in not not just like a real businesses but real businesses who need designer to work on something so they have this idea project something real they care about and we engage them to provide design brief for this class it's a work we do with uh, happier to to make sure that what you're working on actually makes sense it's not just educational you know fake project we making sure that you're working on something real 
which means that by the end of this class, by the end of the first part, eight weeks, your job is to deliver design work. So it's from research, understanding of the problem, and then prototype of the solution. Typically it will be something your team could take in as an input and actually build. The other benefit I can imagine of working on these projects is that students not only learn about experience design, but also learn practical business skills that will help them at the workplace. Yeah, clients, businesses and customers. One of the most important things is that the company come to you with a brief the way they understand the market. They may or may not done research and they come up with this brief. Quite often it's based on deep inside by the stakeholders. But the job of the designer is to really represent a customer. So your job is to go research and sometimes you will find a bit different picture from what founders uh, or management in the company imagined. So it is a very interesting challenge and uh, a little bit of tension sometimes to help you to navigate this relationship and make sure that you, on behalf of the user, helping company to innovate in the ways that makes sense. In the last eight weeks when students work on their collaborative real-world project, you mentioned that there are office hours. What are office hours? We understand that many of our students want to keep working on the portfolio. Maybe they freelancing at the moment. Most of them want to secure a stable full-time job. But it's maybe that at the end of the course, they didn't necessarily get it yet. What we want to make sure that you continuously working on the same on another project improving for your portfolio, ideally another two projects. And we provide office hours with me when you come once a week to show what you worked on, iterate, ask questions, keep the ball rolling, keep iterating, keep improving as a designer. It never ends. This is kind of fun part about design. Roughly what I typically tell to people, like 30% of your time for the rest of your life, you're going to keep learning. As a student, what do you recommend I need to prepare for this office hour to get the most out of this 60 minutes with you? Well, it's a relatively short time for a relatively big group. So it's in many ways similar to a Q&A session or mentorship group. So you, you need to be very specific, clear about your question, come prepared, come with clear expectations. Reality is I'm, I'm very open with my time. So if you have an interesting problem you're solving, uh, if you're clear about what you need help with, it's likely that I'm going to help you uh, outside of the hours as well. Of course, to the, you know, to the reasonable extent. Another question I get asked quite frequently by prospective students is what to expect after the course. So after 16 weeks or four months, what do students take away from this experience design course at Happier Skills? Well, relationships. The most important part of all of that is that you build meaningful relationships. You not just participate in the course, you join in the community. And uh, of course, I expect you to be in a class, connect with other students, but also connect with stakeholders, with startups, with people in the industry, go to the events we organize, really create ecosystem of support for yourself. It might be you find a mentor, it might be you find your first um, you know, freelance client, 
or maybe you find someone who will become your uh, employee. Part of this course as well will be to learn the fundamentals of experience design solutions and software. What can you say about Figma, Notion and Miro that you will be using in the full-time course? We're focusing only on three main tools. So Figma for all the design work, kind of for the screens, right? All the graphical work and uh, being able to build design system, use it, iterate on it, make sure you can build prototypes very quickly. All of that we do in Figma itself. Figma is also a great tool for collaboration, both with stakeholders and with other designers later. So we dive into that. But of course, during the course, we're not diving too deep into big design team problems. It's still more like we're focusing on specific project. Notion, on the other hand, is, um, well, at the basic level, like a note-taking tool, but actually very powerful, powerful set of no-code database when you can create whatever you need for your project. This will be using for the material of the course itself. All your workbooks, all your research, documentation for your project or projects, all your insights as well. When you go and do interviews, you may use whatever you want for kind of taking notes, and I do recommend a few tools, but then you put insights as a database and you analyze it inside Notion as well. One more thing is, is could be Mirror, which you use mostly for workshops, online with your clients, sometimes doing research, sometimes for yourself to kind of organize your thoughts. But it's more like a workshop tool, this tree. And are these software solutions all free? Yes, so you can use it for free. For the class, what we typically do is that create uh, team level accounts uh, for the students. With, uh, with Notion, I happen to be Notion ambassador and we have like a life account for life, this kind of thing. With Figma, they have a program specifically providing for students learning environment. So you have, will enjoy not a free version, you will enjoy the team level account. Beyond that, in terms of physical tools, so you do need a capable laptop. It's not necessarily need to be the latest one or anything. It's preferably to be a Mac. It's not forced at all. You can do it, all of this on PC for sure. Just be ready that your shortcuts will be a bit different. You will need to adjust. Um, I do recommend to every designer to have an iPad. I do. But if you don't have it, it's, it's all right. You can take notes on the notepad. But um, iPad is a very, very useful tool for designer in many research kind of settings. Offer, we discussed about the importance for students to be adaptable, including being able to use different software solutions. And that's also the reason why you don't go too deep in all the features during the course itself, because one, most of how to use these features can be found on the internet. And the second reason is that different companies may use different experience design software solutions. You need to be very practical and use the tools available to you if you work for a bank like HSBC, you may find yourself in an environment when you cannot choose your tools. It's given to you. Uh, it never should stop you from being productive. And uh, you have to be practical about tools. They just that. Um, using the tool in the most practical way, it's also, I think, an art of designer. And during your career, you're going to change tools. You're going to shed some tools and get some new tools. Many of us started with maybe, like myself, started with Macromedia tools like fireworks, nobody knows what it is today. But I think it was the closest to Sketch. Then for years there was no alternative to Adobe products. 
then Sketch emerged and we were very, very happy. But then Figma emerged and completely changed the game. So you keep learning these tools. What is important to understand is that your deep understandings about, say, design systems, you can move them between tools. You can build design system with keynote templates if you want. And how do you see your role and what do you believe your role is as an experienced design instructor? In many situations, what I do is that there's more information that we could touch in a, in a, even in a full-time program, right? So I see my job is to clarify how practical designer goes about their day to be able to continuously learn what industry is doing, right? So for me personally, it's uh, quite a bit of, like every year, for example, I watch sessions from WWDC. I will watch sessions from Google I.O. I recommend to every designer who want to be in digital to do the same. And surprisingly, it's not a common practice. Quite often people will watch, I don't know, seven, 15 minute summary, missing most of the deep insights into what these big players shape in our tools. Bigger tools, not just uh, tools for designers, tools for like platforms, what they're actually doing. Both Apple and Google are actually quite open about their strategy. Understanding it over the years was crucial for my career. It was crucial to be able to go into the business and be this voice of, hey, Apple is doing this like that. That's why we can build this product now. Understanding API capabilities of the platforms. But we're not going to spend, you know, weeks inside the design class talking about all of that. I will use a lot of examples and I will point you towards where you can learn more. The reason for that is also is that your project, each of your projects will require specific references. So typically what we do, imagine you're working on something which require hardware Bluetooth integration. I will show you how to find relevant materials in giant databases of this companies to be able to understand relevant APIs, read them, understand them, connect them with your practice. At the end of the first two months and at the end of the four months, there is a demo day. What can students expect from a demo day? And describe to me what it actually is. It's a little bit of a stress for, for the good of you. Yeah, at the end of the eight weeks, it's going to be a big day when you're going to present your project, usually to, uh, to your colleagues, students and to stakeholders and to people from the industry coming up and checking out what was happening in this class. We're trying to make it as real as possible, somewhat similar to a pitch competition, but of course it's not a competition. You're just presenting what you learn and your main audience should be stakeholders who might decide on the spot that they realize that you're amazing, you need to be hired. What I understand from the demo days that they are very good practice for the real world business environment. You learn from fellow students, but also from industry professionals. Absolutely. You, you have this insight, organizations, very similar kind of situation when you need to present your project typically at the end of the cycle or for release. And the skill to be able to present is actually a bit different from the skill to actually build the stuff, right? So, and it's also something worth working on iterating, developing. Typically what I will do is that I will have internal demo, middle of the course to make sure people present at least part of what they're going to present and have some practice. 
And uh, with full-time course, we can do it a few times. The projects that students will be working on will be part of their portfolio. And what you help them with is that a portfolio isn't just about pretty pictures and finalized products, but a good portfolio is about the process and how students solve a problem as well. What is your viewpoint on this? Correct. I think demo day environment doesn't necessarily prepare you for the interview. Interview environment is quite different. Demo day is like one to many, right? And interview environment is actually closer to research interviews because your goal is to understand who is interviewing you and why first. And you cannot be the same. Like you cannot just pitch the same thing to each person interviewing you. If you're talking with engineer, you need to demonstrate, not in a, any kind of you know, deceptive way, but actually demonstrate with your abilities that you can talk to engineers and can be helpful, can understand their process and will be a good collaborator. If you're talking with design lead, it's a different story. If you're talking with CEO of the business or funder, your goal is to show how design will add value to the business. So your conversation will be very different. In my personal view, the very earliest stages of the course when you're learning how to do research, how to do interviews, surprisingly have structural similarity to how you're going to do interview process. In many ways, your, your interview process have to be you researching the company. Another question that I have from students is one about homework and how this is marked. Is the homework and what is your viewpoint on marking homework? So I think, well, homework is necessary. Like you have to be engaging with the materials of the course kind of off time. Of course, with full-time class, I cannot expect you to look through like through the materials through the night, right? It is full-time. But the point is, I want you to really dedicate your attention towards the materials of the class. So my expectation is that you will keep thinking about it. Maybe you read something in the evening. I expect you to watch videos. I expect you to, addition, to look into additional materials. Every class, typically, I recommend a few more things you can watch or look into. And further we go into the class, more specific it becomes to your project. Very quickly, in the a, in a first couple of weeks, you will discover yourself, you need to research and read more things different from other students because your project is different. And this is absolutely normal. This is how it should be. You're always going to have more than you can physically possibly learn, but you need to engage rationally with it, go through it. And then when you bring it back, the question is what you understood. What is your insight? Very often in the class, I will not be asking like, you know, check what you read. I don't care what you read. I read what you understood. What is your insight? How it's materially changing your understanding of the problem or your approach to the solution? And this is, I guess, good transition to grades, right? I do not give, you know, from one to five, how good or bad you've done your homework kind of things. I don't ask students writing essays. I want you to practice design. I don't want you to practice writing about how you want to practice design. If I were to be a prospective student and I enrolled in your full-time experience design course, what is your expectation from me as a student? So expectation is that you're in the class and you're fully present. It's not even about like your body in a class. It's about you actually being in the class and being fully present. 
to the best of your ability. What I mean by that is that I, uh, if I see that you're checking out, if you start spending time on your, you know, on your phone, texting with your girlfriend, girlfriend or mom or, or anything, right? Um, it's not okay. Like you, you pay this money, you are in a class, I expect you to be there. Take the best of this time, enjoy it. It could be quite fun if you're present. And, um, well, of course, sometimes life gets into the way, right? Maybe something happens and you need to fix that. This is understandable. There's not going to be judgment about, like, if you, if you have to be somewhere else once or twice during eight weeks, it's fine. It's part of life. And I will, of course, see that you're catching up, right? But if you take in the course with the idea that you're going to listen to the lectures and see if you want to do the practice or something like that, and if it's boring, you're going to to maybe catch up on sleeping in the class. No, not really. There's a lot of really bad kind of habits and bad patterns established sometimes in people who kind of go through traditional education system. We really need to work it out of our system to be able to enjoy learning again. One lesser known aspect of experienced designers is what agile methodologies are and how UX works with engineers. What can you say about this? For me, this part is, is quite, well, I don't know if it's unique, but it's very important for me. And I think it's very important for success in design career, in specifically experienced design. It's um, another layer of understanding of how a team works so that you can understand how to do the best work as a designer inside this team. Uh, part of it is um, just understanding of Agile and Scrum, and I give it in my course, we go through that, and understanding of the roles and how dynamic they actually are. Product manager in one organization is not the same role as product manager in another. Even between like big uh, tech companies, Amazon, Apple, Google, there's differences in how they work. And it's very useful to be clear that it's not set in stone. You have to be flexible and you need to understand what kind of organization you join in and what's going to be your role. So I see my job is to give this clarity and make sure that you're not like fixed on one, you know, one definition of what product manager is or project manager is. There's different ways of how organization works and um, you have to be flexible to be really to set yourself for success inside the organization. I often get the question about students' background asking me if this is relevant for experience design. What I typically highlight is that whether you have a accountant, uh, engineering or medical background, they all can be relevant. Your background, insight and knowledge about your previous industry can be really beneficial especially when you work with different clients, because experience design isn't about design only. To me, it is really about helping clients from very different industries, from insurance to logistics, e-commerce, legal, retail, and many other domains. So what is your perspective on this when students do not have a design background? So if you, if you, ha you have a ground in organizing events, right, this might be a, a startup trying to create some kind of events-related uh, service. And you might be this person who uniquely suited because you already understand in-depth, you already hands-on worked. If you, if you, as a designer, when you don't have experience, what you do is create it very quickly. Quite often, designer will go and dive really deep, including like really watching or doing the work, shadowing, 
people doing the work to be really understanding what is the needs and what are the constraints of the industry. In my career, I had this tendency to go between very different industries. And I think for me, it's one of the most enjoyable parts because you dive into logistic or smart lighting or insurance and you learn something completely new and you learn another aspect of human life. And you see how technologies in many ways rhymes in the way it transforms all of them. But you also always learn something very different, uh, unique for this industry. Before we end this podcast, I'm really curious to hear from you, Ilya. What do you believe the future of experience design will look like? Basically, what I'm exploring in every course is what next? It's a big question. It's also guiding force for you to learn as an experience designer. It's very clear if you look at the history of our industry that we started in, uh, we started from objects, then objects got some screens, then screens become exceptionally dominant. Then mobile revolution happened and we all have a piece of screen in the pocket and we depend on the screen a lot for all our interactions, for our work, for our personal relationship. Like it's incredible the, the influence these devices have on our lives. And you need to be clear about what is happening next. So it's both in terms of data, ownership, privacy, and also in terms of human-computer interaction. What are emerging big platforms? XR or AR, extended reality or augmented reality, is one of the big conversations for, well, it's it kind of goes in waves. We talk about this in 70s. We talked about it again in 90s. We're talking about it now, especially with a big push by Facebook now, Meta, for the metaverse. I think it become very, very hyped. Maybe bigger thing which is happening right now is artificial intelligence or machine learning become cheap and practical and on device. This may change a lot. And it may also change the way we interact because with cheap machine learning has become possible I think for the very first time ever to build operation system around you instead of pushing you into learning how computer works we can kind of learn how you work so your gestures the way you interact and we can start in building interactions around that there's a company which we all in the industry are quite excited to watch it's called humane we just announced the first project happen the market, hitting the market in in the spring. There's probably going to be a set of wearables with a gesture interface and they're trying to go beyond the screen. So for everyone who works in UX, it's incredible. It's going to be in one way or another um, disruptive. It's going to be a learning process. Um, we will see how it looks like. It's also fair that there's a few emerging things and me being in the industry, I'm constantly researching, right? So, for example, with crypto emerging and Web3, I spent significant time diving into this project, trying to understand what's the rationale, what is different from user experience design perspective. Almost all the crypto projects have incredible challenge in terms of user experience, and most of it's not solved because it's structural. So, it is exactly what is driving your learning. All of these emerging technologies Sometimes it could be that you want to get a job in this, in Web3, or in AR, VR. So 
you have to take your lens looking what you can learn from the past. Actually starting in the 70s. How technology evolved. Why today we have the tools we have. Even Figma as a tool is relatively fresh, right? Maybe five years on the market. It was envisioned in the 70s. So there were people in the 70s who saw this type of interactions as the future, and they turned out to be right. They imagined them back then. They inspired next generations, retailery, when the guys be, be behind Notion and Figma worked on their tools. They looked back on the history of our industry to find inspiration there. They're quite open about that. And I think it's quite important for any... It's almost like, you know, like with your fashion designer, you have to study fashion of the past. Not to copy it, but to get really inspired with what was done in the past, right? And to quote it smartly or to play with it and or maybe create something completely original, but still with understanding of the context. In UX design, this the same thing apply. If you want to be an experienced designer and our context is digital, you really need to understand how human-computer interactions evolved, what was the ideas before, and how they end up being realized after a few decades, and what is happening next. When you have this bigger context, I think you have better chances to avoid hype and focus on what is real and big and emerging right now, which is um, it's kind of humane human interface, right? Human interface is changing. Every big, every big leap in technology was related to a change in the way we interact with the computers. So another one is coming. Many thanks, Julia, for taking the time to sit down with me today and go through the most frequently asked questions about the full-time experience design course at Happier. Well, I'm quite excited about this course, actually. Excited about collaboration with you and try to make it real. And... Uh, yeah, excited for the students who will take this course. I want to make it the best experience they got of education so far. And I'm excited. You know, I, I was looking at the stories of my students from the past. I started teaching 2017, 18, 18. I teach quite a bit of cohorts and preparing for this class, like considering start teaching again in this format, I looked back and I was like, damn. These people make careers. They are directors of something. They have very different photos. I remember them being in a class, like, you know, asking questions and not being sure of themselves. And now they're super confident and they're doing stuff. I don't know, it's just, it's a human story. The most exciting part is that you, you see people successful after pivoting in their career. Um, some of them moving abroad, some of them staying in Hong Kong, some of them building their own businesses. It's just exciting to see that. And I want to have this experience in three, five years, meeting my students and being like, whoa, you're so awesome. That's it, and thank you for listening to the Happy Podcast with Ilya Belikin. If you want to find out more about our full-time, part-time courses, free info sessions and our recruitment days, I'll post the Happy website link in this podcast description.